How many people are talking right now? No, I heard that weird feedback. It sounded like a kid. I thought yeah. it was somebody. I did kid. too. I thought that was Kaya. Who's playing no, I'm in the, the kitchen? That's Nobody. you, Jamie. Jamie, do yours. It is her. That's you, Jamie. Hi. What the hell is happening? I just opened Facebook and the live started. I'm like, what, what right is now? that? Oh. Hello and welcome to Table for Five with no reservations. Take a seat at the table for a fresh, sweet, salty, tart, and pleasantly bitter conversation. This episode is brought to you by Sensational You. As moms to autistic individuals, we here at the table know all too well the struggle to find clothes that work for our children. That is why we are excited to be teaming up with Sensational You. They are a new company that is here to make the fashion industry more inclusive because every child is unique and should be celebrated. Sensational You believes that clothing helps children to discover and express who they are as individuals and takes this one step further by meeting their functional needs as well. They have items like stimuli-reducing hoodies, sensory-friendly joggers, compression-line tees, and much more. Everything is guaranteed to have no tags and flat seams. Perfect for our kids. Check them out at shopsensationalu.com and use code tableforfive for 5 for free shipping. Shopsensationalu.com and use code tableforfive, for 5 all one word, for free shipping. Sensational U, because fashion is for all. Hello, thank you for taking a seat at the table. Tonight we have a special guest, Stacey Yildiz. She has an autistic daughter and she wrote a book about inclusion. So we're going to be chatting with her tonight. Yes, so Jen. Hello. Tabitha. Hello. Rachel. Hey, everyone. Jamie. Hi. Stacy. Hi. And I'm Kim. Stacy, do you want to tell us about yourself? My name is Stacy Yildiz, and I have a daughter, Alisi, who is six and nonverbal. She's a little spitfire, and she has taught me so much. So my whole inspiration kind of behind my story was her. You're a teacher, is that correct? A kindergarten yes. teacher? Uh-huh, yes. I am a kindergarten teacher in Florida. My daughter's actually in kindergarten, but she does not go to the same school that I teach at. So that's a bummer, but... <laughs> is your classroom typical children? Um, I do have mainly typical children. We have some autistic children also, but we do not have like... A, what is it called? An inclusion class. Like my, my daughter's in the special needs class. We don't have all special needs classes at my school, but we do have autistic children. So I have had autistic kids, just not as severe as my daughter. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your journey into autism? Like what led you to a diagnosis and about Elise, who is yeah. just absolutely beautiful. She's Aww, the thank you. Ever. Thank you. So I guess it's kind of like most people's story. You know, she was typically developing until about 17 or 18 months. She had a lot of ear infections and they said, oh, it's just because she's had ear infections that she's not talking and she's catching up. Like imagine being underwater for the past six months and you can't hear anything. And so, you know, we believed it because- I was I mean, told the exact, exact same thing. Yes. Exact same thing. But she's my second child. So I do have a son who's almost 10 and he does not have autism. So like, I kind of was like, um, I don't know, like, I feel like she should be saying more. And she did have some words and then she completely stopped with her words. 
I still was like, I don't know. I need to look into this myself. And they kept telling me, oh, if she gets one more ear infection, we'll do tubes. And, you know, let's check her hearing. So we checked her hearing and I knew she could hear. She jumps when things happen and you clap behind her and she'll look like I knew she could hear. Um, so we did all the things they wanted us to do. And sure enough, her hearing was fine, but she did get more ear infections. So she did end up getting tubes. Um, and then they said, give her a couple months, let the tubes do their magic and she'll probably start talking and then we gave it a couple months and she didn't start talking I remember we were at a craft show and there were bounce houses and my daughter was licking the concrete and my mom came over and she's like I think there's something not right and then she's like trying to get a hold of my like my daughter's attention and she kept saying, Elise, Elise, and she would not look at her, you know, like her, she didn't have any eye contact, none of those things. And she's like, I think you need to go to the doctor and find out more. And then I was like, no, it's not that. I totally blew it off. Like, no, she's fine. She's fine. She's fine. So we didn't get her diagnosis till she was three. We did, however, have early steps. I don't know if you guys are aware of that, but Early intervention. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So we got that before she was three, but the diagnosis came right after her third birthday. Um, and then she started a ESE pre-K program and she stayed at that school ever since. So I remember too, when I first got the diagnosis, I was like, we're not telling anybody. I'm not, I don't want anybody to know. Like, I don't even want you to say the word autism. You know, like I was devastated and I cried, of course, obviously. And of course. <laughs> it was just, we like, all did. <laughs> yeah. It was just, you know, like. I imagined pedicures and manicures and shopping and all the things. And I'm like, is that ever going to happen? You know, and the talks about boyfriends and that kind of stuff. And so I definitely took, I want to say a good two and a half years to be able to like, be okay with it. And I think it was like, uh, right, maybe like the beginning of last year that I was like, okay, you know, like she's still awesome. We can still go do things, you know, it's harder, but like, Hey, we just spread some awareness as, as we go. Everywhere. <laughs> oh, exactly. That was my thing too. I know Kate from finding Cooper's voice. I watched her a lot. And then there were times where I'd have to mute it because like, I would see things I didn't want to see. Like, I don't know, like, um, Cooper regressing or something like that. And I'm like, no, I don't want to see that. Cause if I see it, then it could happen to me and I don't want it to happen to me. <laughs> um, so like, I remember thinking those things too, but then now I, I, like I said, within the last year, I feel like I've really come to terms with it and I appreciate who she is and how she is. And now I just want people to get to know her and mm -hmm things about her. And I think that's why I wanted to write my book was because, you know, when we go to the playground, she wants to be with all the other kids. She wants to play with them. She wants to do stuff with them. And a lot of times once my son says, Oh, she doesn't talk. They're like, she doesn't talk. She's big. She doesn't <laughs> talk. Like my little sister who's over here too talks and my brother or my son's like, yeah, she doesn't talk. And then sometimes they're okay with it. And sometimes they aren't. So in throughout my book, all of it is like, I want you to do this, even if this, like every page is that. So yeah, I think it's, it's great. I really, yeah. I really liked it a lot. 
Thank you. And a lot, it, it honestly like came to me while I was driving home from my mom's house one day and I just kind of talked to texted it into my phone. And then I like tweaked it a little when I got home and I was like, I feel like more people can relate to this. And, and it's not just for autism either, you know, like the page that said, um, I want you to dance with me, even if I don't dance the same as you. The boy in the wheelchair in my book is actually a teacher friend of mine, her son. So like um, some of the characters are real characters too. So it kind of has some special meaning with it too. Um, That's beautiful. Thank yeah. you. So Stacey, I want you to know that my daughter just turned 12 and I've, I've written a lot about when she was diagnosed, first of all, I called it the A word. I, I'm going to cry. I could not say autism. It took me a long time, about a year. I couldn't say it. And I, I, I've often said I felt like my hopes and dreams for her were ripped away. And I've often talked about manis and petties and all those mm -hmm. things. But I want, you know, we do those things now. Mm -hmm. We do them now. Yeah. So there's, there there's is hope for that. There is hope. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, you know, know just finding places that are accommodating. My nail lady right. comes in half an hour early before the salon opens. Oh, so the music's hard. not blaring. There's not 50 yeah. people in there. Yep. We just make slight changes to make, you know, to make it work. Mm -hmm. And if we have to go in a busy place then we prepare for that kind of thing. So right. don't give up hope on those manis and petties. Yeah. <laughs> you can get there. You know, it's funny. I got my nails done right when my book came out and Alicia like was going like this and look at it, and then she's like trying to take it off like what's that I was like oh are you excited about nail polish maybe we need to start that <laughs> when I wait till she moved over to shellac and you go from a ten dollar paint job to a 46 dollar shellac job that your anytime kid picks I, off <laughs> anytime I get my nails done I show us when I come home she goes no <laughs> no thank <laughs> you no. <laughs> Um, Stacy, say the name of your book because you haven't said it yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no. <laughs> it's called I Want to Belong. <laughs> yes, I Want to Belong. And yes. people can find it on? On Amazon. Amazon. Yes. I Amazon. Want to Belong on Amazon. I love the illustrations. It's so, it's a beautiful book. And it's Thank like so eye-catching. I love it. Thank yeah, you. Can, you. can you talk about like your process of like actually how you went in, uh, about getting the book written and published and all that yeah so I had no clue how to do it um and I happened to have a um high school friend who had just published a book about her daughter not related to autism at all but um she had just published one and so I messaged her and I was like hey how did you do it <laughs> we actually ended up hiring a book lady I don't really know her title um but she kind of walks you through the process of writing your book how to find an illustrator, how to find a graphic designer, and then how to upload it to Amazon. So I hired her and she literally walked me through the process. And do you want to talk a little bit about, because you have a blog for your daughter? Oh, correct? I do. Yes. Um, I have a blog called Amazingly Autistic. It's all about my princess and our real life, our struggles, our good times. I'm about to post the sad face picture about the internet breaking, <laughs> but I try to keep it real. So, you know, I want to show the good, the bad, and the ugly of autism. Um, yes. We try to, uh, you know, if I, if I post the ugly the day before, I try to <laughs> find a positive the next day because, you know, I'm generally a positive person. I don't like to dwell on negative things, but they do happen. And I think that 
you know, friends, family, and other people that are in my group, you know, need to know that yes. it's not yeah. all roses. <laughs> and I think it's important to educate, you know, what it's like. And that's what it's like. Yes. I was going to say about your book. That's what I like about it is it's, it's teaching kids like about how she would want to belong here. She does want to belong, mm -hmm. but these things might be happening and they might not understand them. And I just love that because, you know, we have to educate our kids because most adults can't understand that. But right. if we can educate this generation of kids to think outside the box when someone's mm -hmm. having a meltdown or when someone's ignoring us, that that might not be their intention. They just don't mm -hmm. know what else to do or they can't control what they're doing. I just love that, especially now, like one in 44 kids is diagnosed with autism and even more so with more neurodiversities. So yeah, like, yeah. It's like yours are so important to like teach kids so that hopefully when they're adults, they'll be more accepting and understanding of our children when they're adults. Right. Um, a lot of my teacher friends are like, adults need this book too, Stacey. I'm like, well, I get that, but I mean... <laughs> I don't see adults just going out to the bookstore and buying a children's book. They don't have any kids at home. <laughs> I think it's just as important for adults oh. <laughs> because they set the tone mm -hmm. a lot of times for children. So I was getting my hair. It doesn't look like it, but I was getting my, I was getting my hair done on Saturday and I went to a new hairdresser and we were chat, you know, you chat the typical sit in the shoot the breeze or whatever. And um, she's a little bit older and, and she said, Oh yeah, you know, yeah, back in my day, you know, kids with autism, they were just weird and strange and odd. And she didn't mean it in a disrespectful yeah. way. She mm -hmm. just didn't have the lingo down, I guess. And she mm -hmm. just didn't really understand the disability. And I was kind of twitching a little in the chair, but then also, you know, trying to show the grace that she, she wasn't meaning any harm by it by any means. But, you know, let's not call our kids strange and odd right. and weird. Right. I think language matters. Right. Yeah. So I think it's just as important for adults to learn that and that inclusion of children, maybe even more so than it is for the kids. Right. In the beginning, you know, to teach mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yes. I think that's one thing about more people writing. I mean, all of us have pages. They show a different view. But in children's books, you know, mm -hmm. when we were writing our books, we took it from our perspective. So like our first book we wrote for my son, who has a language delay. And then that changed as, you know, my daughter's nonverbal. Each person takes a perspective when they're writing things and putting it out into the world. And so your perspective, which is great in your book, is like coming not only from a person who has a child who's nonverbal, but also a teacher who can look at like, oh, what, what are kids going to relate to? How are they going to understand this? And adults, as they're reading them, take in that information because right. not all kids can read <laughs> yes, yes. you know so yeah. they can take in even if it's not for adults they can take in the information that is there right so yeah. and like you said earlier like it's also I think helpful for not just autism but like you know a lot of kids that have ADHD have struggle in the classroom like mm -hmm. I especially like the page that has like the little girl like lying on the floor kind of like <laughs> having a tantrum you know yeah. because well, that is, that is things that are like to other kids, like if they haven't been around that, they don't understand that. They don't understand why another child is doing that when that's not something typical for that age group. You know what I mean? Right. So I like, I really like that visual in working in daycare and stuff like that. It's like we, you know, there's always those few kids that have that hard time. They're not necessarily autistic. They're just, right. 
they could be ADHD, they could just mm -hmm. be, you know, emotionally dysregulated. Some of them grow out of it, some of them don't. Right. But I, I like that. <laughs> well, and then two people think of an sometimes somebody who's autistic, they're thinking they have one visual because they saw this on TV or their friend's kid or, or some person that they know, you know, maybe not in that personal family, but like a neighbor or an extended family member. So that's what they think autism is. Right. They don't really realize there's like a whole nother side to it, you know, and if you haven't been exposed to it, you really don't know that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's just such a spectrum. I have a friend, she has two children, two sons, they're both, they're both in the spectrum and they're on the complete opposite. She has a son that is severe. And then she has a kid that's on the verge of being diagnosed with the savant syndrome. I mean, you can ask them what is a million divided by two times, 25 times. This kid spits it out. Wow. There's, I mean, spits. And here's me on the calculator. Ah, you like, what's right? Say? Right. And so, I mean, just about everything. And so even just sitting at lunch with her, with her two, and I have an autistic child, mm -hmm. just the difference in the two children, right. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just such a large spectrum. Yeah. Well, and I yeah. just say it like back, I mean, I talked about the illustrations before, but like the page Kimmy talked about with the girl having a meltdown on the floor, like that's something we can't like, I'm not going to photograph my child having a meltdown to show these kids, but it's something they will see. So it's kind of cool. You have that like animated in a book because they'll see it. Right. And then it kind of clues them in how to like deal with it. And I think about that overall with these children's books, it's, it's important to have children's books that showcase our kids and the things we use. Like I think about Tabitha's book, she has one with like an AAC device, mm -hmm. like at my kid's school, you know, they're not going to let the other kids play with that. It's an expensive right. piece of equipment, but they're so curious about it. Like I grew up with a reading disability and a writing disability. So I got to try all this cool different stuff. And the kids thought it was like, so cool that I got to try this typewriter thing, or I got to try this, but they weren't ever allowed to like, look at it or see it. So these books where they can see those things and become comfortable with the world and be comfortable with like a friend who can only communicate through a device. Like, right. I just love the fact that like people like you and Tabitha are putting these children's books out there and that we're spreading the word and the awareness and helping these kids know from a young age, like, it's okay. It's okay. Right. Right. I don't right. see a lot of books at the bookstore about kids on the spectrum or kids with disabilities. No, no. no. And I mean, I think you see, I think, and there's not a lot, but I think you see, you'll see more of like a physical disability, you know, like children, you know, children in, in wheelchairs, but for our children, I mean, it truly is the invisible disability, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't like with Tabitha's book, it's like the AAC. So it's nice because you see that device mm -hmm. in the book, right? But yeah, there's, there's just, you're right. There's not a lot out there, Jane. And I think it's great for like homes that have siblings or even cousins. Like I know just in my house, we have my niece who um, her and Alyssa are very close, but they're living with us now. So it's a different kind of closeness that they have. <laughs> and Alyssa's very tolerant of her and very good, but like sometimes she's not. And uh, my niece doesn't a hundred, but she's five. So she doesn't a hundred percent understand like she just knows that like Alyssa has like her own set of rules like when we say you know oh no this is gonna happen this way it happens this way and she doesn't like she sort of gets it but doesn't fully get it like but I think these books are even good for children like her who like she hasn't my kids had it from day one you know what I mean they had it from the time they were a newborn on Right. she's kind of coming into it in a different way because being in the house is very different than like being around for vacations and holidays and you know stuff like that um, and dropping in to visit and going home right yeah exactly so. yeah exactly so um the newness is worn off <laughs> <laughs>
I was thinking about this earlier. How are, do your son and your daughter interact with each other for our listeners? And what did he think of the book? Um, he actually wanted to be on every page of the book. <laughs> actually, tonight he was like, I love hanging out with my sister because the internet was out. So they were actually playing together. <laughs> and I was like, oh, buddy, that's so sweet. He's like, she's just so much fun. But like, he just does what she does, basically. So he'll try to get her to play with things like he does. But most of the time she doesn't want anything to do with it. So he'll follow her lead. I just did like an interview with a news channel and she asked me like, how do you think your son is going to be when he gets older? Because he has a sister with special needs. And I was like, he doesn't even know he has a sister with special needs. Like mm -hmm. he knows she has autism, but to him, it's not a special need. Like it's his sister, <laughs> you know, like he doesn't, he knows she can't talk and that she has autism, but he shares it proudly. So he's like an advocate for her everywhere we go. If people try to talk to Elise when they're at the playground, he'll be like, oh, sorry, she can't answer you, but I can answer you. What's your question? And then they'll be like, why can't she answer me? And he's like, she doesn't talk. <laughs> so he, he proudly tells people that even if they don't ask. And I'm like, it's okay. You don't have to always say that, <laughs> but it's cute. Like he, you know, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 Are they yeah. four years apart? Is that, is it four years? Um, three and a, three years, three months. Yeah. Like my kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my daughter's younger than my son. She's three and a half, well, almost four and he's seven and she'll do that. She'll start. She's already started speaking for him. <laughs> uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a take charge little lady. Tells everyone everything. So I got to be careful. Well, it is. They, they have a different view, I think, until they really get out start getting older and then realize it's different in other people's families because that's how my kids yeah. always were too and even my nieces and nephews like she was just Alyssa it wasn't like they didn't see her as a disability or you know anything like that they just saw her as you know like they obviously knew she couldn't talk but besides that to them she was just yeah. their cousin mm -hmm. or just their sister you know they have a very different way of thinking about things and looking at things than us just mm -hmm. because they don't that's all they know so right yeah and then this book was obviously inspired by your daughter because the little girl that kind of looks a little bit like yeah. her my as son soon as I saw her too <laughs> my son is sneaking in the picture too right here he was uh oh he's going the one in the, the window, window. Oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then um I know you guys are like correct me if I'm wrong because it's vague but um the riding the bikes that's something that you guys do as a yes. family that's yeah okay. yeah yep she is slightly obsessed with it um she wants to do it every day as soon as we get home and I'm like baby I need a break like can we just wait <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> but I mean she will go for miles I think the longest we've gone now is three miles but I mean she'll keep going I'm like no we have to turn around because we have to go all that way back <laughs> like honey we live in Florida it's hot here <laughs> yeah. my so my question was what's like your hopes and dreams for this book do you hope to write future books um do you hope to get this book in like every school everywhere um that would be the goal <laughs> like I, I told my husband I don't want to become you know rich off of it I want the word to get out you know like I just want 
kids everywhere to be able to hear it and know how they treat other people matters. And that even if someone looks different than you or talks different than you, that you most likely want the same things. And, you know, like I would love libraries to have it and schools and any kind of a teacher. I don't care, you know, like what age. I just think it's something that everyone needs to hear. Kind of like what you guys said, you know, it's really a, a really important topic. And now that our numbers, I know it's one in 44, but I feel like it's more than that. As coming from a teacher, I feel like it's more than that. Um, that but not even only autism, like you said, you know, ADHD any kind of special needs, there's more and more of them now. So I feel like it's something that kids really need the message of. As far as writing another book, I have always wanted to write a book even before I had kids. That was always one of my dreams, but I probably will write more because now I know the how to do it. So I probably will do more. I just don't know what about what yet. <laughs> So Stacey, everyone can get your book on Amazon, right? Yes. So Amazon. And then where can we find you? Where can they find you on social media? I have a Facebook page, Amazingly Autistic. I also have an Instagram, Autistically Amazing. It's the opposite. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so either of those places. Your cover photo on your Facebook page is beautiful. It's one of my favorites, by the way. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I love that photo. We were um, doing the photos for the back of the book. Um, they all turned out like super crazy. And I was like, hey, graphic designer, I need you to help me make these look nice. So he cropped things out to make it look so perfect. I was like, man, I'm going to need this guy for Mother's Day picture. We usually take 50 and there's one. Yeah, <laughs> he goes through the live video and you move <laughs> to the right spot. Yes. Wow. <laughs> How do we get this to look That's good? Right. <laughs> well, Stacy, this is great and such a great resource for people to learn about our kids, which I love, love, love always. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank it was great chatting with us. you. Yeah, thank you for coming on and thank you for doing this and helping to spread awareness yes. about inclusion. The more, the better, the more, the better. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us tonight. If you get a chance to grab Stacy's book, that would be amazing. We want to thank you and have a great day. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at the table for this interview with Stacy Yildiz. Make sure to grab her book, I Want to Belong, on Amazon and give her a follow at Amazingly Autistic on Facebook. If you are enjoying the podcast, please make sure you're subscribed and rate and review us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to contact us, you can at tableforfivepodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Monday. Join us next week as we start a new series called Life Hacks. We'll see you there. Bye.